You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate News Bulletin recording live here from the socially distant budgie smugglers studios in downtown Batuta. My name is Clancy Overall, editor of the Batuta Advocate. I'm joined today by editor-at-large, Errol Parker. How are you, Errol? Yeah, good, Clancy. Always good to be back in the budgie smuggler booth, a cramped three square metres in here with me, you and... Wendell Hussey. The Diamond Tina Shires Shane Webke when he read the weather. How are you, Wendell? Yeah, very well. How are you travelling? Not too bad at all. Much better than Melbourne, apparently. What's going on in the news? Well, Melbourne's been taking their most European city vibe to a whole nother level. Yes, uh, as we pointed out in our live show to uh, no laughter, they've always had a bit of a European vibe down there in the southern capital. Of course, the architecture is a lot more Victorian uh, Mm -hmm. in, in in the British sense of the word. The sun sets a lot later. And they're obviously terrified of African teenagers. But there's something else about Victoria, Melbourne, particularly this week, that makes it even more European. They are riddled with coronavirus. Yes, bizarre what's happening down there, how they couldn't contain it, considering it was Sydney that took that boatload of boomers from New Zealand that were obviously infected in the Ruby Princess. But the virus has run wild in, in Melbourne through clusters, workplaces, retirement homes and schools. Yeah, it's not looking good. And there was a comment on our Instagram from an account named Pex in the City that said, I'm surprised Queenslanders even know what the internet is. I'm assuming he's an angry Melbourneian there. Melbourneite, Melbourneite I think they go by. And yes, he probably is because that saltiness could only come from that far south. And we do have the internet pecs in the city because we keep getting updated on how fucked you guys are every single day. In some other Australian city-centric news now, and Brisbane residents have fired up the mushroom heaters as temperatures dip below 25 degrees Celsius. Yes, it's getting a bit cold down there in the mighty brown snake, and if there's one thing Queenslanders hate more than full-strength beer, it's cold weather. Our Brisbane reporter told us that the city's residents were frantically rushing around to grab their Kathmandu puffer jackets and dust off the old outdoor heaters. So if you're a listener in that part of the world, we hope you stay rugged up. And some music news now. Sting has announced a reunion tour after misinterpreting desperate calls to reform the police. That re-prefix is a real tricky one, isn't it, Wendell? It certainly is. I've been done with the resign, re-sign thing quite a few times. Yes, that's why you're still here. Well, it's gotten the better of iconic British rock group The Police who have decided to hit the road again after seeing all of the signs calling for the police to reform. I guess it's a fairly understandable that their brains are a bit frazzled now after all the tours and, you know, and the lives in general that famous musicians lead. But yes, they're back after ripping the tarp off an old tour bus with flat tyres. Sting reportedly declared they want the police to reform. They got it. We're reforming, baby. Well, if you ask this old baby boomer, I reckon they should defund that branch of the police. I don't think that really matters because they made $360 million last reunion tour in 2007. So if anything, I think they're going to get a big, big hit of funding when they when they hit the road again. Next up, and the Aussie larrikin is dead, says the last two on earth you'd invite to the pub. You wrote this one, Clancy. You wouldn't enjoy a 2016 Margaret River Shiraz 
with Andrew Bolt and Rowan Dean? No, not at all. I don't think many people would. In fact, they would be the last two on earth that most people would invite to the pub. Andrew Bolt and Rowan Dean have teamed up on Sky News to dissect what they claim is the death of the Aussie larrikin by speaking to some washed-up, no-name, talentless dealer celebrities whose fingers are so far from the pulse that the larrikin could well be dead. And they'd have no fucking idea. You know, I came into work the day after you published that one, Clancy, and I was expecting to get an email from our legal department, but nothing. We, we didn't even get a peep out of Andrew Bolt, so I reckon you would be well in the clear to publish your follow-up article on that, which I believe is a, quite a graphic recount of Andrew Bolt and Rowan Dean engaging in a 69 complete with uh, one grab from the article, I'm saying, squirted his man jam down Andrew's throat. That's very, very larrikin rhetoric you're uh, throwing around there, Errol. And I, you know what? I certainly doubt that these blokes have ever really spent much time on the roadside with shovel in hand around the larrikins that they think are dead. I guess basically what they're saying is they can't make racist jokes on national television anymore, so Australia is now lacking a sense of humour. But I, I just don't think they're in touch with the everyday Aussie. They spend their uh, Friday afternoons drinking red wine. They've got the red wine teeth and they, you know... If you did go to the pub with them, you would live in fear of being murdered and having your skin ripped off your body and they'd wear it like a mask while they play Madonna and pull their dicks in front of the mirror. Now, I can say that because I'm a larrikin, um, but mm -hmm. I, just want to, I just want to remind them that the larrikin is not dead. We'll finish with some local news. And a private school man has regaled his private school friends with a story about private school. That sounds like what you get at the pub with Andrew Bolt and Rowan Dean, to be honest. There's a million of these kinds of stories, and they're always told by the same type of person, you know, those big forehead-looking fucks. Anyway, this story in particular from this article uh, comes from this uh, finance analyst called Toby, who said, <clears throat> Oh, boys, do you remember the time we all drove our ghosts onto the school oval and pumped 50 cent through the speakers? Ha! What a laugh. does sound hilarious. Of course, I didn't have to live by 50 Cent's motto, which was get rich or die trying, because they were born rich without trying. A good note to finish on there. That's all I've got in front of me for this week. We'll be back again in seven days' time to bring you all of the biggest stories from another week in news. Until then, my name is Wendell Hussey. My name's Errol Parker. And I'm Clancy O'Brien.